Welcome to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast. In this episode, we answer our students' questions and share information about yoga therapy and meditation with the intention of creating a new paradigm in wellness. Shanti, welcome. This lesson and the next uh, are about uh, chanting in the chakras. Um, and again, we're looking at them as part of the, uh, the kosha that relates to the mind, the manomaya kosha. So this is another way to educate the mind just as philosophy. And um, you can use these two in conjunction or separately to help people balance themselves in this kosha. So specific, um, the chanting, chanting is a really ancient technique. Um, you know, you could look at it as more ancient, right? Even than uh, a lot of the philosophy and definitely more widespread. Um, the purpose of chanting in many ways is to educate and focus the mind. So when we chant, uh, we direct the mind with sound, uh, either to areas in our own system, um, or we're training the mind with uh, the energy and the world around us. So you could say that, you know, in that way, we're educating the mind, right, by reminding it of its connections to the different pieces of ourself and um, the things around us. Um, and then we can also be more specific and use the chakra system to balance aspects of ourselves or reconnect or enhance our mind's connection to certain areas of or functions of our being and or our body. So these are all possibilities. Um, if you look at the chakra model, you could say when our if our minds aren't properly connected, you know, with our chakras, uh, disharmony and disease result. Um, and of course, one doesn't necessarily have to do specifically chakra work uh, and chanting to have a harmonious system. It's simply another way to work with imbalance and disharmony and disease. So that's how I'd like us to, to look at it. Um, when working specifically with Manomaya Kosha, the main goal, right, will be to balance our minds so there isn't too much um, stimulated or too much lethargy in, uh, in that Kosha and you know when working with the chakras in each chakra so there's a lot there's a lot of ways um you know people talk about chakras and uh, there's certainly a lot of traditions around it and we're not going to be looking at all of them obviously um what i'd like to share with you is some things that have been useful uh, in my practice and with myself um and the way i look at it is uh when the chakras are imbalanced, you have you have a lot of disharmony, especially in the emotions. Um, and often when one personally works with a chakra balancing practice, uh, one might find that emotional ups and downs are minimized. And of course, those ups and downs are stressful on the system and have big ramifications on our health. So from a yoga therapy perspective, that's how you, you might want to look at it. Um, but before we, uh, you know, let's, let's do this. Before we learn, you know, the specific chakras and kind of look at them, uh, let's talk about a little what they are in gen general. So 
we have uh, the energetic system and you know there are nadis as we know from our our uh, our lessons on uh, prana and the pranamaya kosha um, and the main nadis are the shashuma which runs straight up and down the central axis of the body and then you know, people look at these in different ways, but there's the Edel and Pingala, which are the left and right, which either run up the sides or sort of twist around that Shashuma. But that's the idea. There's like a left channel, a right channel, and a Shashuma. And <clears throat> traditionally, people work with seven chakras that are located uh, up the Shashuma from the pelvic floor all the way up to the crown of the head, as you probably know. Um, now, in, uh, in my opinion, in the way I've been taught, uh, in sort of energetic reality, it's more of a continuum where you have your shashuma and you have energy running up. And I think really what's great about the chakras is that it brings you into specific points along that continuum is a good way to look at it. Um, and it's been proven really useful over a really long period of time, probably a couple thousand years. Um, if you're not someone that's drawn to these kinds of models or practices, it's kind of esoteric thing. Um, what I'd ask is that you keep kind of an open mind and, and really try to feel the results of the practices because belief in the chakra system isn't important. And as you can tell from what I just said, I'm not necessarily married to the idea of these seven chakras. I've used these practices successfully with myself and others, so I like them. Um, and again, it's more like a continuum, an energetic stream in the body. And this is just another way to look at it. Not dissimilar from the way people look at all sorts of energetic maps, including uh, the map of the Nadis or the map in Chinese medicine where you see all these meridians. This is just another map that could be useful. Um, <clears throat> what's really cool about using these is, is that it combines a bunch of things that the mind really finds useful and uh, balancing. And so what it combines is some images, sometimes some color and some sound, right, when you work with chakras. Um, so what we're gonna do now is we're just gonna take a look at those. And uh, this is what I'd like us to learn. The seven chakras, kind of generally what they're for, you know, or where they are and how to work with them. Um, when you, when you chant uh, the sounds of the chakras, you're chanting what's called a, a, a bija or a bija mantra. Um, and that is that sound is associated with that area, right, of the shashuma and that chakra. And you'll hear people talking about them, the chakras opening when you chant them, the chakras closing when you chant them. Um, I prefer to think of us, uh, just like we do with the koshas, is getting those chakras balanced. So think balance, think harmony all the time when you're working therapeutically. So each chakra basically has a sound associated with it, um, sometimes a shape, and sometimes that shape has a color. Um, and so we'll bring our mind right to that chakra with a sound and a shape or color. For some people, working with the shape and color is really helpful. For other people, uh, working with the sound is really helpful. So you can bounce between those two. You don't have to be able to do all of them. You could easily give this as, as chakra exercises as just a, um, a sound exercise. And we'll look, we'll look on how to use these, but basically you could do whole practices centering on one chakra, 
or you could work with all chakras as a balancing event, or you could work with, let's say, just the lower or just the upper chakras to achieve a certain result. So those would probably be the ways I've used it most, like either lower, upper, or all, or specific chakras. Um, I would say in my, in my practice, I would say 75% of the time I'm thinking lower or upper, and then the other ones come into play sometimes um, in, my, in my yoga therapy practice. So the first chakra, let's look at these chakras. So the first chakra is uh, the Muladhara chakra. Now, you know, the main thing here is that this is at the root of your body. So it's your pelvic floor. It's actually, you could think of it more like your perineum, right, right in the center. Um, if you wanted to visualize something often, and there are many different traditions, I'll give you a few options as we talk about these, but often it's in the shape of a square. So you can just close your eyes for a moment and imagine a square right in your pelvic floor. And often that square is golden. Um, so sometimes if the shape doesn't work, but you like the color aspect, you could also imagine, um, gold just in your mind as you bring your attention to the pelvic floor. So those are all possibilities. And then the sound is LAM, L-A-M, LAM. Um, and the, the big event with these sounds is, is the first letter, L, LAM, like that. So you want, um, if you're chanting these, LAM, right, you want the L really to be there, not LAM. You don't, you don't want to just sort of slur out the L because the vibration of the word's important, so the L is really important. Um, and the reason, or I should say, what this chakra basically represents is uh, your primal support or foundation. Um, and when it's balanced, you know, uh, that's going well. And when it's not balanced, right, uh, it leads into issues uh, revolving mainly around fear and safety. You know, that sort of primal, like, am I safe? Can I survive? So you'll find... Um, sometimes people who have had some really rocky childhoods, including abuse in them, this will come up and we'll talk more about that. But primal sort of baseline, am I okay? This is your root chakra. Then we move up to your next chakra. Um, and the next chakra is located sort of, uh, you would say, if you think about where your sacrum is and then your genitals and your pubic area and the bowl of the hips, so that whole area of your body, uh, where your bladder is, that whole area. Sometimes this is also related to the kidneys, depending on the tradition, but you can think of sort of your sexual organs, sacrum, the whole bowl of your hips, and actually the visualization for this um, is usually a crescent moon that's sort of in your hip bowl, like this. So you have this crescent moon and the color is silver. So you can close your eyes just for a moment and see if you can imagine a silver crescent moon, right? With the tips almost touching, sort of in the bowl of your pelvis. And that is um, your Svadhisthana chakra, your second chakra. The sound is Vam, V-A-M, Vam. Now, again, there's other, there's other traditions where you might hear slightly different sounds, and that's fine. Um, all the mantras that have, I've been exposed to are actually really old, um, so it's hard to say which one's better. They all seem to work pretty well. Um, vam. So the whole thing, right, would be, and we'll do this meditation, but you'll bring your attention to your that pelvic bowl 
and think Vom, right? And think Silver Crescent Moon. That would be the whole thing. Or you could do it in pieces. In pieces. Now, what this chakra mainly relates to, um, uh, besides that physical spot in your body, which all of these relate to, uh, is your capacity uh, for creative play um, and sexual relationships and energy, which you could say are often related. Um, and you'll see when the chakra is off, you'll see some sort of like the sexual piece in terms of relationships with others is off. Um, and that can go in all sorts of ways, but it's not something that's harmonious for the individual is the main thing to think about. Um, also the ability to sort of enjoy things um, at like a kind of base play level like a child would um, comes from this area. So, you know, the way, you know, if you've been around children, little kids, you know, they'll just sort of naturally play. And, and as adults, we might have more sophisticated or maybe more sexual ways of playing sometimes, but it's still coming from that spot, right? Just sort of enjoying things for what they are. And if, if you can't do that... Um, you know, sometimes it's a, this chakra is involved. Um, sometimes, not always, so don't always go here, but sometimes it's possible that you could think about this chakra uh, also for infertility issues. Um, if there's just something going on in that area of the body that's not working out, um, where you don't have a, especially if you don't have like a big medical cause that might come into play. So again, that's the second chakra. Um, the third chakra is right around your navel center. Now, um, you can imagine a triangle right around your navel, and you can make that triangle every any size. It's usually pointing down. Some people will say it's pointing up. Again, different traditions. I usually work with the pointing down kind. Um, and that triangle is often red or yellow. Um, it's often red because this is your Agni, your fire center, digestion, right? You can see right where it is, right? Um, so it relates to all things uh, digestively. Um, uh, before I talk about that more, the sound, sorry, is a RAM, R-A-M, RAM, RAM. Um, so you have a downward triangle, close your eyes for a minute, downward triangle around the navel, it's red, RAM. So you can think of fire, right? For some people, yellow works a lot better, so you could play with that. Um, <clears throat> in terms of digestion, you know, there's all sorts of like sort of digestive issues that someone could be having, but uh, mentally, um, it has mostly to do with what you can take in and handle. So what you can digest mentally. So you know, often people with issues uh, in this area um, sort of can't take in input very well and you could say they're having trouble digesting it and you'll see um, them having like mental problems with this chakra so sort of the inability to take in new information would be here right um, also the ability to take information and sort of move it and do anything with it um, which can cause a lot of stress so that's what I think of for Manipura chakra the third chakra and that's usually how I use it um, you could also, of course, you know, again, think digestive fire if there's some sort of actual um, issue with the transformation of food and fluids into the body. And those three chakras uh, 
are the lower chakras. Um, and they generally translate into the, you can see like safety, sexuality and play, and then taking things in, right? This is all sort of very human, worldly things. Um, and then the heart chakra is sort of in the middle. You could think about it as the upper chakras, but you could also think about it sort of in between, right? But it's definitely higher. And then you have the upper chakras. So the, uh, the heart chakra is uh, the Anahata chakra. And the heart chakra, uh, often it's a six-pointed star or hexagon is the shape. Um, and it is often uh, blue. Sometimes it's, I've heard green as well. Uh, the way I was taught it was blue. Uh, and it's usually like a powder blue, like a lighter blue. Um, so it's not red, you know, red's usually the one below, but you could hear red too. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, so you've got that hexagon or six pointed star. You can close your eyes for a minute. And the, the, you know, again, it's in the middle of the body. So the heart center is not the heart, right? It's the chakra. So it's here. Um, and the sound is yam with a Y. So yum, 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 six pointed star. And it relates, you know, to things having to do with the physical heart as well and the lungs. And sometimes you'll hear the spleen brought in for this area of the body. Um, but mentally and emotionally, um, when you have dysfunction here, um, it usually it usually comes, you know, with something to do with relationships um, to other people. Um, you'll see people when it's dysfunctional, you know, you. When it's functional, people have an open heart and they listen to other people and they're able to take people sort of at face value and sort of interact with them easily. And then when it's not going well, people are insecure or they're uh, overly critical uh, in their relationships to others. Um, maybe they have a lot of anxiety. You know, that's what you'll see in this area. That's the heart chakra. So relationships, not sexual play not base level relationships, but the little sort of higher level of relating to other humans, heart chakra, and all the things that can happen when that's not going well. Then we have the throat chakra, chakra uh, Visuddhi, and the throat chakra, um, sometimes it doesn't have a symbol, actually often. Uh, the way I was taught by one of my teachers, however, was a white circle. So, you could put that there, so you close your eyes, white circle in the throat. It's really the base of the throat. Um, but this area of the body, so I was supposed to hear this area. So you could think of a big white circle, or if it works better, sometimes if you kind of visualize the shape, right, um, it'll naturally kind of land somewhere, and that's fine. You want your mind to naturally land there. And usually that circle's white. So you could think white or white circle. And the sound is uh, with an H, hum, 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 hum. You can vibrate that in your throat. And this chakra is all about communication. Um, the ability, right? So not to relate to others, but to actually communicate with them. Sort of different uh, in that, you know, and able to have yourself be heard in, in a way that makes sense to you. Because when we don't do that, you'll see a lot of emotional things come from there. Um, sort of physically, what you'll see is like uh, way too much or way too little speaking, right? 
throat chakra. Um, way too much, way too little communication. Um, the person, maybe this is you, that sends an email that's 600 paragraphs, maybe a little too much. person uh, that sends one line, I'm often like that, maybe a little too little. <laughs> um, so that's the throat chakra, um, the ability to express oneself in that higher way. And then we have the third eye, Ajna chakra. Um, this chakra is um, doesn't have a yantra that I've ever used uh, effectively. I've heard some things, um, but the you know in in some traditions they'll have you uh, sort of envision light, right? like a circle right there. Um, so the chakra itself is in the midbrain. So it's actually between your eyebrows, but all the way back to the central axis of your body. So you could, you could think of that. That's your, your, your brain and your spiritual center. The sound, right, is um, A-M, um. And uh, sometimes you'll hear it as uh, kasham from another tradition I've studied, kasham. So am or kasham. Um, this is all about insight, right? And intuition, the chakra. Uh, our ability uh, to perceive, right? Things from a higher or more spiritual level, right? So this is not the ability to, as in the third chakra, to digest material, reading, whatever coming in. This is seeing things from your from your higher self, the chakra. That's why there's a lot of things, meditations uh, in yoga traditions that involve this chakra. If you open the chakra, it said, you know, you will gain more wisdom, wisdom being like from that higher place or deeper place. So that's your third chakra. When, when this isn't going well, when this is in disharmony, um, you lose that ability and that causes uh, disconnection right from your spiritual self which causes people kind of an, more of an ex existential kind of pain so those kinds of emotions like why am I here what's my purpose you know what's this life for right that kind of stuff third eye um, and then you have your our final or seventh chakra which is the crown of the said the uh, Sarasara chakra um, and the crown chakra is often uh, talked about as like the thousand petal or a thousand and eight petal lotus. So it sort of represents those thousand and eight are all the nadis, all the energy channels in your body. Um, and the sound here is om, right? So this is the big one. Uh, in a lot of the meditations I do, you know, we go to the crown of the head sometimes and sometimes we, you know, think of it more as not just up at the crown of the head, but sort of everything surrounding us. So you can think of it as like your big aura or the universe or you can go right up to the crown of the head in a lot of traditions this is where it will be located sort of above the head that chakra um and this is you know this is your consciousness um usually we're not working we might be working up towards the chakra you wouldn't have like a disharmony specifically in in the chakra since it represents everything. So it comes up less in a therapeutic context, except when you're giving it as part of the upper chakra system or the whole chakra. 
system. So you can think of that top, uh, that top one as awakening. Um, and of course, if someone came to you and wanted to be more awake, that's why we OM all the time, right? OM helps us and that relates to the, the crown chakra. So <clears throat> these chakras, right, when we use them, you know, we are harmonizing them again for the benefit of our system. But in this case, mostly, you know, for, for our minds. So our minds can understand, right, and be connected to the different aspects of ourself. Um, so if you think of the chakras one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, the chakras connect us and allow us to be more stable. Uh, more pranically viable, you know, more energy, empowered, in relation and loving, um, expressive, discriminating, right, and aware of our wisdom, and more awake and alive. So that's the purpose of focusing on these particular chakras and centers. Thanks for listening to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a positive review, and sharing it with friends. For more information about our yoga therapy and meditation trainings and programs, visit breathingdeeply.com.